Dogs of Daegu, uh, Chris Hebb alongside Dustin Waters, uh, doing a morning session here this week. Looking forward to uh, maybe a little bit more coherent uh, podcast uh, today. A couple of big weeks for us. We had uh, we had a, a six-man podcast a couple of weeks ago, followed up by a five-man. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun, but uh, I mean, hard hard to control the banter uh, with with that big a group. Uh, how you doing this morning, Dustin? Uh, thanks for asking. I'm doing well. Yourself? Uh, not uh, not bad here. Uh, here's uh, take take two here this morning because uh, those goddamn army planes. Uh, you you live over by the airport, right? I live a literal stone's throw away from the airport. If Ruben Rodriguez could hit a baseball from my house and have it land on the runway, <laughs> well, I wish he'd uh, hit a baseball directly to those goddamn fucking uh, army planes. <laughs> Those things. I used to live over there uh, by the airport, uh, you know, a few years ago, and uh, you know, ten times a day, like clockwork, you just get the big fucking. Yeah, it's like the the passenger planes don't make that much noise. I don't even notice the passenger planes, but the military jets are just so loud. They're they're so loud for us. I get a stipend for living there. The government pays me back. Fuck, way of uh, saying sorry. That, that'd be nice. I was on the other side of the river, so I never uh, never got that. But it's uh, it's all due to the uh, Mach Mach three Mach three, just like the Gillette Razor. Uh, those, <laughs> those planes flying Mach three make that uh, make that noise. You know that bridge that's between the airport and like Yongjin or Canyon? Uh, is it Ayang Bridge? No, no, the Kong, it's that, called that's the other one. Yes, uh, yes, I know. Um, we we sit underneath that bridge. Me and Kyle. Uh, Quinn Walker, some of the boys, Kiwi Dave, we sit underneath that bridge and drink at night every once in a while. And you can see when the planes are taken off, you can see the afterburners, especially if it's dark. And it's one of the coolest things, but it destroys a conversation. Uh, Kyle DeVore has been mentioned in uh, every episode now, I think. I think I kind of want to bleep <clears throat> his name uh, out. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one. Too much, too much Kyle coverage. Uh... And so stimulus checks uh, for the the airplanes. You just you just a stimulus check magnet, aren't you? Well, I yeah, I guess I am. You know, and people know that you and I both hail from islands, right? Yeah, I'm from the island. I don't. I'm not from the island, but I hail from the island of Oahu. It's one of the Hawaiian islands. Yeah, you're a Hawaiian poser, right? Because you're actually from. Uh, from San, San Francisco. I'm from the Napa Valley, which is outside of San Francisco. So I say from San Francisco, went to school in Hawaii, Sam from Hawaii. You are from Newfoundland. Do we want to hit pause real quick? Uh, well, this is helicopter. It's not army plane, so... Uh... We'll give the audience a taste of what we're dealing with here. And hopefully this is one. Busy uh, busy day for the Dayton Dogs and for the aviation world here this morning. So. My understanding is that Newfoundland itself is not an island, it's a province. Am I wrong? Uh, well, it's, it's Newfoundland and Labrador. Uh, Justin Kenny's from uh, Labrador. Uh, this is the part of the province that's attached to the mainland. Bigger, bigger than the island itself. Okay. Which, uh, Newfoundland is the island, big fucking island. Uh, uh, it could fit Hawaii in a little tiny, little tiny corner of, of Newfoundland. So, but you're legitimately from that island. You're fucking right, I am. The we're, it's my island. Though, though we're both from, hail from islands, uh, your island and my island couldn't be farther away. And your island is in the proud country of Canada. My island, the American flag flies over this land, that <laughs> land. But uh, <laughs> We're going to go into the anthems here now? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Americans here, even if you live in Korea... Are recipients of that huge stimulus check that just went out thanks to President Joe Biden. Joe Biden. All right. I uh, wonder if he'll be around in four years. Uh, getting pretty pretty old there. Now, what do you think as a Canadian? I live here. I don't live in the states. I do pay taxes in the states because I'm an American citizen, which is bullshit. But given that I'm living over here, making money, not really too affected by COVID in terms of my finances. Boom with the kids. Over $10,000 in stimulus money is God damn. <laughs> sent to my bank account. From the wrong fucking island. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great uh, for me. Uh, I've, um, you know, I don't have any property in Canada anymore. Uh, my bank account is joint. I'm, I'm basically like, uh, you know, I'm those, one of those ghost operatives uh, that, that do uh, secret work for the government. I'm, 
uh, no longer exist in Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's good. We're uh, recording this. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, now, I speaking of money, I want to pivot a little bit to uh, the current DSL situation. And I know a lot of the players have seen some of the craziness that's on Facebook group. You've seen it, I'm sure, yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, some, some changes coming in the season here, and uh, we're going to have to tweak a few things. Yeah. But uh, we will prevail. There will be a season. Uh, uh, give us some. Uh, give us a breakdown of it. Well, anybody who has not signed up to the league wouldn't have received the email, and you probably didn't receive the email either because you use the Daegu Dogs <laughs> Gmail account. No, to... actually, actually, I did receive the email, but uh, like uh, so many others, I'm sure I've uh, I've put the survey on my to do list, but uh, have have not yet uh, done it. Actually, you have not because I filled it out for you. Oh, well, sweet. Uh, well, for those of you uh, that didn't do it, uh, here you can see uh, Dustin. Dustin can do it up for you. This survey is the one serious thing in that as I, I, I've more, I'm more serious about this than I've been about anything else because we have a chance to play at Hyojin Park, but it's a hassle for people to get out there. That's right, yeah. It's also from 3 to 9 p.m. Which is much different than what people would have signed up for. Pretty cool, though. Uh, you know, a little bit of daylight and uh, going into nighttime games, yeah. which leads into uh, Galbian night drinking. Yeah. Uh, directly after softball, so that's, that's pretty cool. And they have said, if you want to drink and barbecue, go for it. We know who you are. You've been here before. You always clean up after yourselves. Fine. Use it the way you've always used it. So it's a pretty good opportunity. Whereas the Golden Gate fields that we were at last year have basically said, you're not welcome right now. There's Technically, we could go there, but it would make, we would have to do all this stuff. We'd just have to show up, play, and leave. No beers, no booze, no hanging out, no barbecue. Speaking of which, though, I mean, when you talk about getting to a field, Golden Gate ain't uh, a walk in the park to get to either. Yeah. Uh, no barbecues allowed, uh, which which to me, there's, there's not a... Not a tree, not a tree anywhere close. I mean, it's it's a dirt parking lot, so uh, not yeah. being able to like fire up a grill uh, seems pretty uh, pretty uh, silly. But it is what it is. We got to respect the rules of uh, of, of Daegu and uh, what they come down with us, uh, come down on us uh, with. So, so we can go to Hyojin, use it as we want. Um, but I just need to know if that's going to be prohibitive for anybody in the league if it if people are going to drop out they want a pretty penny they want more money than the league has ever spent on fields yeah, ever yeah, right. maybe more money than the league has spent on fields combined for several years yeah that's uh it's a pricey one but it is it is a great facility it's the nicest one we play at yeah um but and uh you know some people uh, i saw i mentioned on the facebook group that uh, you know, teammates are always willing, and and even people from uh, from other teams, they're willing to take a uh, a car load from the subway stops, mm -hmm. right? Or you can uh, you can pull together in a taxi and uh, just a couple bucks each. Uh, so it it can be done, uh, and we've always gotten through it. Uh, we played at Hyojin, not exclusively, but uh, several times, and we've always got it done. Uh, DSL will come through and uh, get people to the field for sure. I mean, every year has its memorable aspects to it, um, and this year will be no different. Um, so it's going to be a huge. It, it's it's we're going to make our first. We have we have to pay in installments. It's so big. So we really need people to be paying their sign up fees um, so that we can have money in the bank to pay for the field. Because uh, there's also shirts that we need to pay for. Um, but that's about it in terms of league finances right now. So. Uh, buy your beers from the league, you know, that helps us make some money. Um, we're going to have to, unfortunately, not allow other people to sell booze, which has happened from time to time up at Hyojin. Uh, we'll try to make our options as dynamic as we can. We'll, we may get mixed drinks up there. We'll get some people who can, who can make mixed drinks. Uh, buy our booze, help us pay for these fields, and then we'll worry about next season, next season. Uh, Let's just have this season be a great one. Yeah, well, we can we can do it. Uh, I mean, this uh, pandemic bullshit is uh, is affecting uh, every aspect of life. Uh, but I mean, if you go to E Mart, you know it's, it's fucking full, packed. You know, all everywhere you go now, uh, 
restaurants in the right time can be packed. So people now are sometimes using it as an excuse or, uh, or, or something more than they're actually concerned about. Uh, but, you know, you can, uh, uh, there's no better game to social distance yourself than uh, softball, really. Right. I think with the, <clears throat> with the Golden Gate Park, I think a lot of it is posturing. But with all the other fields right on top of us, and they're getting the same um, instructions from the field management. If they if they're adhering to the rules and they look over and see us flaunting the rules, that's where we're going to get in trouble from people uh, tattletaling. So yeah. let's just go be removed. Let's have a nice field. Go up into the mountains, drink and booze, drink and booze, and uh, you know have a good time. Sounds you know? sounds excellent. Uh, now let's talk about uh, given that the season's been pushed back uh, by a couple weeks. Uh, are we still looking at the same time frame? Are we going to have a double header or two uh, to make up a couple of weeks, or how's that going to work? Yeah, great question, Hebs. Um, we are going to push the rookie game back two weeks. So normally we'd have the rookie game a week off and then week one. So we're going to just push the rookie game back two weeks. It'll be on April 3rd. We won't have a week off. So game one will be April 10th, and then we're going straight through. There are two weeks that are double headers. For the double headers, um, Hyojin said they can give it to us from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Championship game as well. So make sure to check the schedule on the homepage. It's it's up and it's correct right now. Twelve hours of field. Those those will be the epic uh, stay at the motel nights. Yeah, uh, I guess. Well, I bet you that motel is going to be in love with us um, <laughs> this year. They know us very well. Um, and uh, they love it every time we have a party up there. They do not care. Be as loud as you want. I don't think they have a lot of business otherwise. I've always thought uh, they, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that they have a, a love-hate relationship with us. Uh, I've never felt any kind of um, I've never felt any kind of hate from them. When I when I go sign up and talk to them, they know me. I, I speak Korean. And uh, they're always like, hey, you're going to bring, there's going to be a lot of people here tonight. You're going to bring them? Yeah, bring, tell everybody to come here. And they, I don't think a lot of people know this, but they will sell booze. They're not cheap beers, but they'll sell small boys with casks. Um, and I've, nev I've never seen them give me guff. And we have trashed that place. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and that's not to say that we should trash the place, clean up your, your garbage and stuff. I mean, when you leave a room, there's, you know, there's, uh, dozens and dozens of beer cans uh, there and uh, you know wet towels all over the floor uh, people's panties hanging up shower <laughs> styles were you there were you there I'm sorry were you there that one time when we had a keg we, we went up there we brought a keg <laughs> we sold keg by the it was like three bucks a glass Jesus and so Aldred Aldred and some other people brought the water boiler from their room like the water machine that boils the water for tea Brought that down, filled it up with beer. That was his glass. He paid three bucks for a whole water boiler full of beer. And then can you imagine the next morning? That's such an asshole move. Because then the next morning, here's, you know, nobody's going to think, oh, this has been filled up with beer that's been sitting all night. The cleanup mess for that. Yeah, we don't want to throw shade at anyone, so it's good good that you didn't mention the person's name who, uh, who did that <laughs> now um, i know it is the morning and um but this is a daily dogs podcast so I, it's only appropriate that we have some beer so uh make sure you, and make sure you get the the crack into the mic well i can't drink this shit i'll get a different one. Oh <laughs> really oh you're actually okay i can't i can't pose like that oh man pose okay here we go And the coherence is you know, now. I got to go to work, so. All right. Well, cheers, Dave Dogs. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we'll be right back at you. All right, we're back. Bark, bark. Woof, woof. Um, I want to say something, Hebsy. Uh, it's been kind of eaten away at me, and... Um, before, it's a, I have a take. I have a hot take, and I just want... Dog, dog take. I want people to know it, because I don't want to talk about it. I don't want this to be a conversation at the field or in my normal life, but I just, I want to get it out there. It's like when my parents got divorced, 
I didn't want to tell anybody because then I had to have a fucking conversation about it. I just wanted people to know and then like, treat, you know what I mean? I dislike dogs. God damn. Dago dog. Dago dog hating dogs. If the do- if it's a double G dog, you're cool in my book. In okay. fact, I love you. I love you if you're a double G dog. All right. Single G dogs, the actual animal dogs, I have never met one that I liked. They all annoy me. And, and and every aspect of them annoys me. Well, I mean, there are some people that don't like dogs. That's that's fine. Uh, not many people like build teams around dogs that hate dogs. So, so that's 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 unusual. Uh, I will say no. Like if I know, let's say I'm hanging out with somebody and they're bringing their dogs, I I will say no to like hanging out. <laughs> the dog is a deal breaker. <laughs> um, I, I I love dogs. You know. Uh, uh, you, you a cat person or something? I love cats. I have a cat. Love cats. Grow Get the fuck cats. out. Get the fuck out of this. <laughs> this is Dago Cats podcast? What I, the fuck? I thought about naming this the Dago Cats. Dago Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of fitting because people call mm-hmm. me a pussy all the time. You know, that makes sense. Join join Dustin Waters on the Dago Pussies. I love Pussies Unite. All right, that's that's fine. But I mean, uh, to the audience, the, the audience is probably uh, Corey Baker is, is is shocked right now. Well, see, that's why I don't need this to be. I don't need people to come up and like argue this point with me at the DSL. But if you could, if you just keep your dogs, like just know, have it in the back of your head. I don't like dogs I, I, at all. I don't want to. I don't want to pet them. I don't want them to touch me. I don't. I, I don't I don't think they're smart or cute or any you know they're slobbery and dirty and and they're bony they're uncomfortable and uh, loud and annoying. You're just your daughters love dogs though, don't they? Yeah, I told them I said if I could see it in my wife's eye, Hiromi's eye, that oh. she was gonna just get a puppy. I was gonna walk in one day and there was gonna be a puppy on the couch, and I was like, I swear to God, if there's a puppy in this house, I will put it in the car. I will drive two or three hours and. Put it outside of the car oh, and drive home. One of those. They make and programs about people I, like you. I mean, I do not fucking do that. Don't fucking bring a dog home. I'm serious. Because if you do, it'll be your fault. I'm telling you right now, I will do that. Don't don't put a dog through that. So, uh, double G dogs are okay. I love them. Single love G them. dogs, uh, not not okay. Uh, I I don't get it. Why why do people have dogs? I get two dogs, and uh, I know one. One dog is a fucker, but one dog is one dog is the best fucking dog in life, man. Wafer, fucking, you could like grab steaks out of his mouth. He's he's always like when you come home, he's like, "Hey, buddy, what's up?" I'm like, "Not much. How about you?" And uh, he's he's fucking phenomenal. Like we you gotta like pick up his shit with your hands. You like walks around and claws at you. What do you do with cat shit? Fucking litter box, man. They shit in a litter box. You still gotta pick up the shit, though. You got a fucking uh, thing. Like yeah. A, oh, we well, think fucking the dog them. owners are using their bare hands to pick up shit. I think they are. Not bare hands, but like put a put a bag on their hand and pick it up with the bag. You're feeling the heat. <laughs> the shit on your hand. That's true. Uh, it's a, a feeling dog owners uh, come to uh, uh, come to enjoy after uh, no one likes to pick up cold dog shit, you know. I mean, wouldn't you? <laughs> Nobody likes to pick up cold dog shit. <laughs> That's the worst when it's all when it's hard and cold. Give me that warm, soft shit any day. All right, that's that's your dog take. You finished with your dog take here? Yeah, I think I'm finished. I just want that out there, people. I just want people to know. Like, so when we do these records and there's dogs around, I see. I don't want to tell any person. I'm I'm just gonna use you as a surrogate because you're in front of me right now. But like, I. It's annoying to me, but I'm I'm too nice to say it in person. No, your body language tells it all. You know, when when Wafer just came in here a moment ago, you're like, <laughs> oh hi dog, oh oh I got my work clothes on, oh oh hi. And so uh, I mean, you can. That was me <laughs> doing everything I could to be nice to that dog in the moment. Yeah, people that uh, you can tell people that are faking their dog affection. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just I when I palmed Wafer in the face and held her away from me, him her. Uh, away from me. You see the you see the cannon on him. That's a that's a him. Oh, of course, I man. Wasn't looking. Didn't even look. Um, you know what I want? Uh, I want to get some uh, some rabbits, 
Same with rabbits. Where where are you at on rabbits? Fine. They're I, they're they're fluffy. They're easy. Like dogs are like a moment by moment. Well, I mean, you know, I did a bit of reading on it. Don't think they're fucking easy, right? Mm-hmm. They're fucking shitting buttons all over the place. And <laughs> so like I was thinking because I I got the yard and stuff, and uh, you know, I do a lot of gardening. Rabbit rabbit shit's excellent. Uh, mm-hmm. Excellent fertilizer. I'll tell you a quick story. Plant I'll makers make too, you know. Like, very, very quick. Patrick Hahn. Yeah. Friend of the Waters family. Yeah. Probably nobody else. <laughs> He's not listening. <laughs> when, uh, Does he listen? I don't know. I told him he should listen. And then he, he thinks I'm just throwing him under the bus all the time. So I'm going to throw him under the bus right now. Other, Otherwise, very understandable, normal human being. I'm going to tell one story where he was... Uh, he brought a rat... When Amy was young, like three two, three years old, he brought a rat, a little bunny to our house for Amy to adopt. And she played with it for a second. <laughs> and she starts throwing it across the room, L- linoleum. This baby rabbit is like sliding under the couch and we're having to go get it. And then five minutes later, she's just on to the next thing. And I was like, Patrick, you fucking take that rabbit. I'm not fucking taking that goddamn rabbit. <laughs> take the rabbit, or I'm gonna put that in my car, go drive for a few hours, <laughs> open up my door, put it out. Take it, take it back to Emar where you got it from. Uh, so he had a rabbit. He had a rabbit. He named it Rampage. He would like feed it his own food. He kept it in the bathroom. This is starting to sound like animal cruelty. But in the in the summer, he would shave a stripe, a racing stripe down its back to help it stay cool. And got fed up with it after... I can't finish the story. Never mind. Yes. I don't want to. Yeah. I'll probably actually cut this off earlier. <laughs> he brought a rabbit and then we said no. And he took it back to Emar. Um, well, you know, I'm from, uh, <laughs> from Newfoundland. Just rabbits everywhere. Um, mm. But we, like, we eat rabbit. Uh, you know, there are people that have pet rabbits. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, rabbit, rabbit stew, bottled rabbit. It's... Uh, I mean, it's it's a thing in some places. Yeah. Uh, especially especially up north, it's a uh, good source of protein. I I ate it once or twice. Uh, you I know, ate it. I yeah, did. I saw you fucking around with Wayne on Facebook there. Yeah. Uh, you know his pictures, but you know uh, Wayne <laughs> Wayne is um, great uh, great father, great man. Uh, fucking bit of a manly man, really. Uh, He's a strong he, dude. He's stronger yeah. than he looks. But not not can a do, hunter. Can do push-ups like a motherfucker. Not a not a hunter. Yeah, he put push-ups like a motherfucker. Uh, but uh, he's he's a cop, right? Thirty-six years. Cop, For people who uh, don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about <laughs> Hebsey's dad, who visited Korea a number of times. But last time he was here, found himself in a push-up challenge with me. And just wipe the floor with me. Just destroyed you. Yeah. He's uh, what's what's the old man now? Uh, just turned just turned sixty seven. Um, I mean, he beat me so bad. I, I went home like right after that. But uh, back back to the rabbits, you know, yeah, in uh, Newfoundland, like people go hunt for rabbits. They uh, they they snare them, right? Mm. Um, and so he went out with some uh, some buddies. Went on a little uh, cabin camping trip. And uh, anyways, he comes up on a uh, comes up on a rabbit that he had snared and caught, but the thing was still alive. Mm-hmm. And he would say, "Oh my God! Like what? What can I do, fellas?" And uh, say, "Well, well, Wayne, you gotta you gotta crack its neck." <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's what you gotta do because poor fucking thing's suffering. You don't want that. But uh, anyways, that was the um, the first. First and last time he ever went uh, oh, yeah. rabbit rabbit snaring. Not a, not a hunter, uh, like the old man. Um, yeah, I could see that being a little disturbing. So uh, well, we did a lot of uh, that was a, that was a long hot take here. Well, I want to yeah, I want to transition now. I don't want to do a full cut, but the next thing that we want to talk about worst worst segue worst transition in the history of podcasts. Anyway, next thing we want to talk about. You and I have both written songs for our teams. Well, I've, I've written a number of songs, um, but uh, I know where you're going with this. Um, uh, let's let's cut that out and, okay. and then bring it in. Let's do well, we'll be, transition. We'll be back with uh, the next segment after this. Yeah, let's clean that up and then we'll uh, <clears throat> we'll come in with this this new one. All right. Church dogs.
into uh, a little bit of uh, DSL uh, DSL art, let's say. Uh, DSL inspired uh, a lot of art. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people made some songs from, you know, Malasky's videos, uh, podcasts, TV shows, fuck, you name it. Uh, but today we're going to talk about, uh, you know, uh, my team and your team specifically. Uh, 2016, let me bring it back here. Uh, I captained the... Uh, the field of drunks. If now, you tap it, they will come. Yeah, that was my. Uh, what, do you, what do you call that? I mean, uh, we're a field of drunks, but the the patch slogan, the oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, the slogan, the the mantra. Mm. You know, if you tap it, they will uh, they will come. But uh, anyways, great team won championship that year. For uh, for anyone that has been on my team, you know that I uh, I get up to some uh, some weird shit. Uh, next level weird shit in the in the team uh, the team huddles and uh, you know I just try to like uh, put all it in the field bring the team up a little bit and uh, you know that uh, except or that year was no exception and uh, as as team captain you know I was I was leading the chance and we'd uh, try to get fired up and I was doing this like uh, that year in uh, particular I went with this kind of Gregorian chant weird shit. Um, I can't remember exactly, but you know, I'd fucking bring in something, uh, and then the team would be like, "Feel of drugs," or whatever. It was it was weird, anyways. But you know, Doug Carillas, quite a mu- uh, musician himself. Uh, you know, after a few weeks of that, uh, he was like, "You know what? I I can do better than this, Hepsi." I'm like, "Fucking go for it, Dougie!" And so uh, Dougie made the uh, the field drunks. Um, uh, theme song, we'll call it, and uh, you know we had Bluetooth speaker, and we'd we'd warm up with that, and uh, that was rest of the season, uh, one of the championship. Thanks, Dougie, and uh, so now we're gonna uh, we're gonna listen uh, to this one, and uh, we'll come back. Uh, Dustin will tell you about uh, his all balls song. Uh, take a listen. Hope you enjoy. Feel of song <laughs> I yeah we got that uh, uh, I heard that back in the day I haven't heard it since I, I didn't remember but I, as I was listening to it I remember that it yeah it starts out nice and slow and then gets all fucking it's, it's pumped up and you're just left with the, the field of drunks you know uh, field of drunks drinking uh, drinking from the cup you know not gonna stop till we win a championship 
Dougie, Dougie Krillis, uh, original right there. Uh, I don't know if you got him on uh, Facebook, but he's, he's next level now. It's got yeah. all the, what do you call that, uh, where you mix in all the instruments? He plays like four parts, puts them all over. Right. He's doing um, the whole Lenny Kravitz. Uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you call that that uh, tool? Is there a word? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. Not musically inclined myself. Uh, but um, I've seen him do it, and he's really good at it. Uh, so that was, he took his talents and he applied them to the field of drums. Now, I, I remembered wrongly. I thought that you were in that song in the recording. But uh, well, because I've, I've made, uh, I should clarify, I, I am very uh, musically inclined. I'm just not very talented. <laughs> uh, but I'm, uh, you know, priest from the northeast. He's a he's a rapper, right? That's right, uh, right. He's a lyrical beast. You know, more of a more of a Fifty Cent kind of guy. Is yeah, know, zero uh, instrumental talent. Yeah, more like a penny, if, if you ask me. Can, can spit penny one cent. One cent. Fifty cent. <laughs> okay, I got you. Uh, Fifty cent. Where does that come from? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was a good. Uh, um, something good for the team to bond around you know we all got a kick out of that we all enjoyed it and uh, we won we won a championship yeah so bonding around a kind of repetitive slogan was what i was going for with uh, the all balls theme that i recorded it may have been the same year although i think it was the next year now i'm sure i heard this uh, but i just i just can't recall it so uh, bring us in uh, tell us about your song there uh, a little bit there were a few songs that I wanted to use. I thought it would be funny to have a kind of menacing song just playing on repeat the whole way through the game. I thought that would give us joy and the other it would be annoying to the other team, which is would be getting their head. And so I had some like um, like your Hiromi song. Hiromi, <laughs> she loves me. Hiromi. <laughs> That was me subliminally trying to get her to love me even more. <laughs> she loves me, she loves me, she loves me, she loves me. Um, but um, so instead of going with a pre existing song, I decided to make my own because I could make it as menacing as I wanted to. And, um, and this is what I ended up with All balls. 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 balls. All balls. All balls. All balls. All balls. There. Well, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to lie, uh, that shit will be in my head the rest of the fucking day. <laughs> and uh, I kind of I kinda like it. Yeah, I just went with like the like two like low notes. All balls. All balls. All balls. Man, that would get in your head, right? I like that I like that last all balls where you went, all balls. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it nothing. <laughs> just, but uh, uh, so you're on the other team. You're playing first base, or you're 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 somewhere like near that speaker. At, at what inning are you like? Come on, turn that shit off. Yeah, you're probably <clears throat> inside inside the first inning. You're probably you're probably in the uh, the competition's head. But um, well, if you're if you're all balls, you're like yeah yeah. Well, I mean, you're probably inside the head of your own team too. Like Dustin, turn the fucking shit off. Oh, I, it was the year I had Kara. It was one of the years I had Kara on my team, and I was playing it for her at some team party. And oh, the overwhelming response was like, "That's creepy. I don't, I don't like that." <laughs> well, I, it's, it's unique. It's unique. Yeah. It's, it's yours. It's original. And uh, I'll, I'll give it the stamp of approval. Uh, I, I liked it. How, how did it work out for your team that that season? Oh, actually, that was one of my better teams. I had, like, Matt Campbell, Murray Johnson, uh, Kara, Groba, uh, Jay Subay. It was a good, it was a good team. We, we went all the way to, we were the third best team that year. We, we went all the way to almost the championship game. You know what, you know what would be really, really uh, effective if you got Groba, you know, because 
Because Grobo, we talked about him, uh, a little bit of a close talker sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, he's playing shortstop or third or whatever. And, oh, yeah. You know, got that playing. And he's, he's like, whispered in the ear, the person oh, on third oh, base, oh. all balls. <laughs> all balls. Like, right yeah. in there. Right in that uh, 26 centimeter space. Right. He likes to talk to you. Good uh, <laughs> old Groves. All right, well, um, there is a little sampling of some of the media that's been created uh, around the DSL. Hopefully we, have, hopefully we inspire uh, the rookies or members of the league to create their own stuff this season. We like it. Keep, keep it going. Um, I know uh, Jory, uh, Jory, we had him on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's, he's getting into uh, his YouTube channel there. He's thinking about podcasts. It's, it's food-based now, but maybe, uh, maybe he puts together a little, uh, little DSL jingle uh, this, uh, I was going to say this semester, this, uh, this season. season. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we do have one more thing uh, to get to media-wise. Uh, you all enjoyed the moment in history that we did previously around Lee Gaskell. This has been... A DSL moment in history. In fact, you may want to go, you, the listener, may want to go re-listen to that right now. Pause pause the episode. Go re-listen to that. We have it uploaded as a separate cast on this feed. Um, familiar, re-familiarize yourself with that gold. And then uh, come back and listen to... We have part two ready for you today. All right. That I got I to gotta get to work on another one soon here. I got got a few ideas. Uh, Matty Campbell uh, gave us some feedback on that. He said, uh, DSL moment in history is the best. Uh, so yeah, go back and listen to the uh, Lee Gaskell episode, and uh, it, which is available uh, separately by its own, right? It's uh, a yeah. six-minute six uh, describes uh, Lee Gaskell hitting a grand slam uh, one particular season. Uh, you gonna bring us in uh, to to yours, or are you just gonna leave it as? A I guess surprise? I can bring it in uh, right now. Um, uh, so the moment in history takes place. Well, I, I, I Wait a minute! Bring did you guys listen to the league ass going yet? Right. If not, okay, you're done. Okay, oh, we'll get continue. Five, five seconds of uh, of wait for them to pause it and listen to that. Four, three, two, one. All right, that's pretty funny. Hey, great job there, Hebs, with that moment in history. Thanks. I recreate, you'll hear that I recreate much of it, but um, this is a moment in history that was near and dear to my heart. I bet a lot of other people would have forgotten about this. Did you say uh, near, near? Near and dear. Okay. To, okay. Mount to my heart. Sounded to the audience a bit like you said, this is near, near to my heart. Well, it is near, near to my heart. Yeah, that works, I guess. <laughs> Just unusual. Uh... Um, uh, this is a moment in history. Uh, where Rob McClure, uh, when Rob McClure was the commissioner, and Rob McClure, uh, it was a rainy day, Rob McClure gathered everybody to actually go ahead and play games. People came in from all over the, the peninsula to play these games. Halfway through his own game, canceled it because he was losing. Oh, boy. Now, clarification, though. Uh, you said commissioner... Now, this was in an unofficial capacity because right. you are the first uh, official commissioner. I'm the only person that have ever been called commissioner during their reign. Yes. Near and near to my heart, the commissioner in DSL. All right, so give it a listen, and we'll, we'll come back on the other side. This is a Daegu Dog production. Bark, bark. Welcome to a DSL moment in history. The DSL, founded in 2007, has seen countless people grace her stage. These countless people have spawned countless stories. Their accounts are retold here. Daewoo are not responsible for any defamation of character, misreported, misleading, or false claims. DSL moments in history are based on actual events in the DSL, but the Daegu Dogs should not claim to strive for 100% accuracy in the retelling of these featured stories or events. Two thousand fifteen, DSL season nine. This was a ten-team league, and to bring everyone back to the moment, I'll take a moment to recap the teams in the order in which they drafted that year. First, 
Bats Hit Crazy, captained by Scott Timpano, Scorgasms, captained by Corey Sitar, Swingers, captained by Doug Corrales, Hanamana, captained by Jason Yantorn, affectionately known as JL, The Rippers, captained by Eric Nash in his first and only season as a captain, The Pitch Slappers, captained by Bill Algio, The Brew Jays, captained by Derek Enns, the Q's, captained by Rob McClure. All Balls, captained by Dustin Waters. And the Bus Drivers had the swing that year, captained by Chris Bolger. With 10 teams, there were 5 games per day, and with 12 players per team, that meant over 120 people, including uh, the waitlist, and several of those people were from out of town. Some of the notable out-of-towners that year included Sean Rugg, Chris Queasley, Zach Thomas, and Corey Baker, all from Pohang. From Gyeongju, we had Daryl McGee, Paul Groba, Greg DeVillers. And even from Gumi, we had Woody Wilkerson driving in every weekend to play in the DSL. So, the league is humming along. Week one goes off without a hitch, and that brings us to... Friday before the week two games. Sunday's forecast shows showers. And not the golden shower varietal that was plaguing the league at that time. No, this was actual rain and lots of it. The league had only one place to turn, John Steckel, for his ritualistic beer sacrifice. You see, in years past, whenever there was a chance of rain, John Steckel would simply chug a beer or two faster than Matt Campbell chugs hot dogs and the clouds would stay away the entire Sunday. It had worked a dozen times in the past. It would work this time as well. So the league begged and on Saturday, John Steckel obliged. One, two, three beers were down his throat faster than you can say, Dan Lacey, please pull your pants back up. But Saturday night came, and with it, so did the rains. April 19th, Sunday. It rained all night until the morning, posing a conundrum for the alcoholics of the league, known better as the entire league at this point. Especially for those coming from out of town, you see, Without knowing if they would play softball the next day, they didn't know how shit-faced they could get the night before. All Balls member Daryl McGee, a resident of Gyeongju, about 45 minutes out of Daegu, knowing they were scheduled to play Game 1 at 10 a.m., called his coach Dustin Waters, who would later go on to become the commissioner of the league. Hey, bud. He started. What do you think about the weather tomorrow? Are we playing games? To which his coach replied the message in the captain's chat. Hey man, Rob McClure said he's going to check it out tomorrow at the field at 6am and call it. I don't think the games are going to be played, but uh, be ready to go just in case. Daryl said, Okay bud. Hung up and proceeded to get shit-faced with Paul Groba and Steve Craig, probably. Sunday morning came, and the rain, like Greg DeVillers' weight those days, fluctuated from light to heavy. Rob McClure sauntered out to the field, and to everyone's surprise, he announced, Game on! Against all reasonable expectation. Frantic panic spread around the league as it set in. The DSL is really going to happen today, and everyone drank the night before as if it wasn't. Except for probably John Steckel, who assured us these games would be played. Coach Dustin Waters, Coach Bolger, frantically called their team members to make sure they knew the DSL was playing and that they could be there for game one despite the awful weather. God damn it, Rob. Quickly caught on is one of the most popular phrases of the day. Daryl McGee loaded up his car and for legal reasons, I'll say he was perfectly sober 
as he floored his Matisse through the rain to Yongnam Field, arriving just in time to skip all the warm-ups and immediately start playing in the game. Frankly, a fairly standard Daryl move. Dan Lacey called his coach from downtown Daegu, saying he hadn't slept yet, thinking games would be cancelled, but saw that they were on and wanted a ride to the field. Now, it is unimportant that All Balls lost that game to the bus drivers, utterly unimportant, but everyone knows All Balls should have won. Plus, the field was pure mud soup. Notwithstanding, Game 1 was in the books. Game 2 then played. The Slappers versus Bats Hit Crazy. Slappers got the victory, having started and played the entire game on the same field. Game 3. Scorgasms versus the Qs. The Qs, known as the worst name in DSL history. Corey Sitar versus Rob McClure. The very same Rob McClure. Rob saw the conditions on the field and decided to start playing his game. Keep in mind, the conditions did not magically change once the game started. This game could have been postponed or moved to another part of the field, less tore up, but the decision was made to play. The game goes about how you'd expect a muddy field rainy game to go. Lowell Sanborn of the Q's got smart and hit a screamer into the mud four feet in front of home, which stuck to the ground instantly, and Lowell got a double out of it. Paul Groba on the Scorgasms, who had driven with Daryl to make the games, was very complimentary of Lowell's approach and told him so at the time. Kyle DeVore got up with runners on first and third and hit a line drive towards center fielder that landed in a puddle and stayed there resulting in a two-run triple where the runner slipped and fell while rounding every single base along the way. Quickly, it became the second inning, and quickly, Rob was down seven runs to three. At this point, Rob makes a decision that has been debated ever since, a decision that has been called everything from shit to fucking shit. Rob decides to quit playing, postpone that game and all other games that day, the day is over. In a league of 10 teams, playing 5 games a day, we were now going to need to make up these games by playing a 6th game for the next 3 weeks. Game 4 captains Derek Enns and Doug Corrales were willing to play their scheduled game for that day, but no. Rob had decided to end his game, and all games, halfway through. The league, disgusted with Rob McClure, dejectedly packed up their bags and slowly made the dreary trek back home. That night, podcast hosts prepared several unfunny bits about the event less funny even than this one, if you can imagine. Pohang resident Sean Rugg, who drove to Daegu for the day and played his game already for Bill Algio's slappers, frantically took notes for his rinky-dink podcast, making sure to fairly represent all sides. Also, it stopped raining and didn't rain a single drop for the rest of the day. Several people hung out for hours after the games were canceled. They played tree ball, rocky can, and even wheelbarrow races. The lasting effects of this decision, this, this moment in DSL history are innumerable. Rob McClure would go on to win the fucking championship that year behind his ringers, Adam Aldred, Chris Queasley, Mike Connery, and Camille Rideout, who despite common belief was not kicked off his team that year. It's this reporter's recollection that Rob even won the game between him and Corey once it resumed on a sunnier day. An outrage, to be sure. The events of that day cast doubt 
on the leadership of the DSL itself, a once proud, above-board image now questioned. Is winning everything to these captains? Do they stoop so low? I signed up for a more lovey-dovey league, where the goal was to have fun and not backstabbing other captains for petty advantages. Rob McClure soon stepped down from his leadership position as a result of this singular event. Also, he got a job in China, so it's kind of, kind of like two things. For the podcast that night, a poem was written about the event. And it's well known that art is a window into the soul. And therefore, this art created that day provides a window into the emotions of that day. Post-moment. "'Twas the night before softball, and the players were sure. No games were to be played. And then, Rob McClure. Hangovers were being slept off in beds nice and warm. The weather reports warned us of the impending storm. Rob saunters down to the rain-soaked young Nam. "'Today we'll play,' he said. "'Common sense be damned.'" That isn't right. And Lacey in his intoxication and McGee in his jammies said, motherfuck this horse shit. We all feel we're crappy. This doesn't rhyme at all. When out on the field, not a beer to be seen, a few captains made sure that the foul lines were clean. Away to the fields, athletes flew like a flash, carrying with them their balls, mitts, and some cash. The mud on the field was being glazed by the rain, but Rob McClure said, this idea seems quite sane. When what to my wandering eyes did appear, but a handful of players all begging for beer. With a little old member so shriveled and thick, I clutched my cold growing and felt bad for my... <laughs> okay. Players started trickling in with a gleam in their eyes. Little did they know of the impending surprise. From Pohong, from Kyungju, from Gumi afar, from Daegu, from Busan, and from a few downtown bars. The games they commenced without a word of complaint. Rob watched on with glee, barely showing restraint. Bats hit crazy wasn't enough for the slappers, and all balls played mightily against the driver's good batters. Up next was accused, the worst name in the league. They started their game. We looked on with intrigue. Corey Sitar put it to them real quick, and Rob McClure, up his sleeve, had a trick. Shut it all down, he shouted quite loud, just as the sun in the sky started to melt that damn cloud. Thanks all for coming, he cried sarcastically. Corey will have to wait until next time to beat me. The players all hung their heads and complied. I feel real bad about this, Rob McClure said. He lied. Not another drop of rain fell that day. And Rob McClure burned rubber as he left, so they say. Now here we are, weekend half complete. Playing six games a day for the next few weeks should be sweet. Do we agree with any of Rob McClure's decisions? Not quite. But this is the DSL. Now go home all. Good night. And that was a moment in DSL history. Bark, bark. All right, there you go. That was a that was a long moment in history. Uh, what were we working on there? Uh, 12, 13? <clears throat> 15 minutes. Fifteen minutes. <laughs> Shit, the podcast is done. Well, all I gotta say is uh, more Daryl McGee voice, please. I do a good Daryl. Uh, you want to give us a little bit? <laughs> hey man, what's up, buddy? <laughs> That is pretty good, uh, Daryl. For those that don't know, that is fucking spot on, right on the money, right there. Um, well, I mean that uh, that almost uh, puts us in the books for the day here, uh, Dustin. Um, one one final piece of business I want to talk about. Uh, I think we might have teased it in earlier episodes, mm-hmm. but uh, this year, you know, we got uh, the two original Daegu dogs here. But don't worry, folks. You're all dogs to us. We love you. Uh, but the 
the two of us here, we're going to have a little uh, little bet this uh, this season. Yes. I don't remember making this bet, but I'm interested to hear. Well, I mean, let's make it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it is, uh, here it is, it's... It's Hebsey versus Waters, mm. um, and it's it's for the best season. We got to figure out the uh, criteria here. Uh, I mean, bat- batting average is in there. Yeah, easy. I got you there. Easy. Uh, I don't know. You know, uh, you you do hit a good uh, eight hundred easy. I think for the last five years, I've I've outbat you batting average wise. Uh, maybe I don't doubt it. Okay. But I can I can get up there, motherfucker. So what do you want to do? You want to do it like fantasy baseball-wise? We have like five stats and whoever wins the most of them wins the best? Something like that. Uh, so we'll go uh, we'll go batting average. Yeah. Uh, team record. That should be important. Uh, okay. That should be important. Okay. And I mean... But that's knows? only assuming that you and I are different teams. True. True. Uh, but Let's we'll... go home run. You want to do number of home runs? Okay. Yep. Dingers. Right. Um... Uh, I guess it's hard to do defensive categories, right? We could also have like a negative one where it's like strikeouts would work against you. So if you have a strikeout, that that's a stat that counts. Have you ever... Uh, you did strikeout before, My very, right? very first at-bat in the league was a strikeout. Really? Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to jinx myself here. Um, I've never, I've never uh, struck an out. What about like a fifth pitch foul strikeout? That, that would be a strikeout, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, okay, well, and, uh, we gotta get a league vote, too, uh, you know, put a poll up on the DSL page. That's so bullshit. Of course they're gonna vote for you. The league, (laughs) that's just a popularity contest at that point. No, people can, because that's where you can judge the defensiveness, right? Um, all right. Uh, okay, but the ones that we've agreed on right now are batting average, dingers, Overall team record and strikeouts being a negative category. Uh, it's funny now with the dingers in the category. Like me and you are going to be taking some big cuts here. Uh, <laughs> we might we might see a few of these. But DSL home runs count if they squirrel through the infield. Sure, yeah, they, they always they always have and they always will in this <laughs> this league. You know, remember the uh, remember uh, back in the uh, real DSL. And uh, Ramirez, played by Jeff Belaski, mm-hmm. says, uh, "Let's roll." And uh, like Mike, Mike Hunt, um, Detective Mike Michael Hunt, uh, says, "Like a DSL home run." You have you're an encyclopedia of knowledge for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, your uh, I I was a big fan of the show. Uh, so uh, well, anyways, we'll we'll. Iron that out, um, dig with dogs. Uh, I'd like to say thanks for joining us here on uh, this this Friday morning, probably Monday or some shit for you guys. But it'll be uh, Sunday. All Sunday. all the same, all the same. Uh, Dustin, you got anything else for the dogs today? Um, I just want you to 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 pay for the league, pay your league fees as soon as you can, so that we can pay for these fields, and we look forward to seeing you out there at, at Hyojin. And uh, one, you just reminded me, uh, how about uh, a couple of stragglers, uh, March 20 didn't work for them for the rookie game, something like that, uh, can they still join up? Yes, uh, yeah, sign up, talk to me or Greg DeVillers, we have a few people dropping out because of Hyojin, so we will take the new people coming in, um, and uh, as long as you're there by the draft day, as long as you're included in the draft, that's fine. After the draft, you're... And uh, just to reiterate, uh, th- this Hyojin is not really much more of an obstacle than any other field. Uh, teammates come together and get the, get the players there, and uh, even uh, people from other teams will, uh, will pop down to the subway station and, uh, and bring you that 10-minute drive up to the field. So uh, not, uh, not a big uh, obstacle there, so... Uh, Let's uh, see you out there on the field, Dago Dogs. All right, that's another episode in the book for uh, Chris Hebs. I'm Dustin Waters, wishing everybody a healthy bark bark. Woof, woof.